Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom, this is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim, Cradle of Hope, blog radio on Tuesday, and it is September the 5th, 2023, and today, well, it's Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements that I want to make. First of all, we are preparing for the fall feast. Yes, we are just busy as we can be here in the office trying to get everything done and prepared for the fall feast. And I want to remind you that Rosh Hashanah is coming up, and that is September the 16th and 17th is Rosh Hashanah. We had Yom Kippur coming up September the 25th, and then Sukkot, September 30th through October the, the 6th. Excuse me. Uh, we have services available. Uh, Rosh Hashanah service will be on Friday the 15th, uh, available on YouTube at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. We have Yon Kipper service available on YouTube Sunday, September the 24th at 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. The Sukkot service will be held on Friday, September the 29th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, we send out an email with uh, all, a reminder for the the uh, Sabbath service that Prophet Mark does every Friday evening. And that if you are on that email, you will get an email about all of these services. And it will have, of course, the, the links form, which uh, you just need to go to our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet, and uh, you can, can participate in those services. 
And uh, so check out our itinerary page, uh, or our website, excuse me, www.jewishprofit.com, or email or call us here at the office. Our email is cradle at jewishprofit.com if you have any questions. So as I said, today is Teachers Tuesday. Yes, it is. And we are going to do a piece of ministry today called The Root of Bitterness. You see, this is the month of what? This is the month of Elu. It is the month of preparation for Rosh Hashanah. You see, Sukkot is just a few days over, uh, three weeks away. But Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is closer than that, okay? September the 16th, today's the 5th, 11 days till Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah is about getting yourself right with the Lord. Rosh Hashanah is about getting yourself right one with another. And so this month of Elu is the time of, of looking inside. Where are you at? Have you taken care of business with the Lord or with those about you, your acquaintances, your brothers and sisters? Sometimes a root of bitterness can begin to grow in our hearts if we have unforgiveness. Turn with me to John chapter 10, verse 10. John 10, 10. The thief, the thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. God wants you and I to have abundant life. Darkness wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. But God wants to give you life. But not just life, not just getting by. God wants to give you abundance. Now, I don't know about you, but I like abundance. I like abundance. Yeshua said that we might have life abundantly is why he came. But darkness wants to steal that from you. Darkness wants to kill your hope in ever having that abundant life. Darkness wants to destroy you. Darkness wants to beat you in the ground and make you decide to give up what darkness wants to do. Darkness wants you to lose all hope in Yeshua's coming to give you life abundantly. And the root of bitterness the root of bitterness will stop that abundance. The root of bitterness will stop it. Bitterness is sin. Bitterness is a killer. 
bitterness is a process. It takes a process of deliverance to deliver you from bitterness. But it can be done. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 86, verse 5. Psalms 86, verse 5. For thou art good and ready to forgive. God is ready to forgive. Are you ready to forgive? Last week we talked about the wicked servant who was forgiven, but then wouldn't forgive. And he was turned over to the tormentors. God is ready to forgive. But are we ready to forgive? The Lord said, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy. See, when you have bitterness, when you have unforgiveness, you have no mercy. Mercy is a fruit. Mercy is a fruit that we are to produce. God will have have mercy. It says plenty, plenteous in mercy. God doesn't run out unto all them that call upon me. God has plenty of mercy, and he is willing to use that mercy on everyone who calls upon him. But what about you? What about you? When somebody comes to you and says, please forgive me, are you plenteous in mercy? Or did you run out? Are you ready and willing to forgive? Or are you going to hold a grudge? You're going to make them pay for what they did to you. It's your choice. It's your choice. God is ready to forgive. But you must be ready to forgive. You must be willing to give up that unforgiveness. You must be willing to give it up. But they hurt me. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But the Bible says you have to. You have to give it up. You have to forgive. You have to be plenteous in mercy. You must give it up. Bitterness. Now listen to this. I want you to think about this. Is bitterness an attribute of God? No. Bitterness is an attribute of the devil. We are to be like God, not to be like the devil. So when we hold on to bitterness, we are not having an attribute of God. We're having an attribute of the devil. Yeshua wasn't bitter when John the Baptist was killed. He didn't start cursing the king and queen for killing his cousin. 
Nope, that's not what he did. Instead, he went out and healed a bunch of people. That's what he did. He just went out and healed a bunch of people. Yishekaha, shikaha. You see, he knew the spiritual battle. He knew the spiritual battle. He traded bitterness for love. He chose to to love rather than be bitter. Come out of bitterness. You have to give it to God. You have to give it to him. You have to give that emotion, that hurt, you've got to give it to God. Let him have it. Let him have it. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to read verse 14 and 15. Follow peace with all men. Follow peace with all men. Even those that have hurt you. Even those that you would like to be bitter against. Follow peace with all men. And holiness. Without which man shall, no man shall see the Lord. Let me tell you something. Hanging on to bitterness. Not having mercy. Will keep you from seeing the Lord. But Sister Donna, I got saved. Yeah, you got saved. But you see that attribute of the devil. That attribute of bitterness, of unforgiveness, will stop you. Stop you. Prevent you. Prevent you. from seeing the Lord, from being in God's presence. Verse 15, look diligently, lest any man fall of the grace. That's not fall, that's fail. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness bringing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled let's read those two verses again because they go together but this is all about bitterness this is about being defiled bitterness defiles you do you understand that bitterness defiles you Bitterness keeps you from the presence 
of God. Bitterness. Verse 14, we're going to read it again. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Do you understand how darkness stole from us? We have to be diligent. We have to be diligent. We have to be diligent. Diligently, you see the Bible tells us that we are to guard our heart. You have to be diligent lest you fail of the grace of God. You see, God has grace for me and you. But like that, like what we talked about last week, like that wicked servant who refused to forgive, God can't forgive you if you refuse to forgive. And if you refuse to forgive, guess what just begins to grow? A root of bitterness. A root of bitterness. And it'll trouble you. I was weeding my flower bed this morning. And as I was weeding my flower bed, I was weeding this one area that a few weeks ago, my brother looked at me and said, I think that's Johnson grass. You need to get rid of it. So he went, I said, oh, really? That's Johnson grass? He said, yeah. And we went over and we we pulled it up out of the flower bed, and sure enough, he said, yeah. And he said, you see, you see these roots? He goes, you leave one of those little roots in the ground, and it'll spring up again. Bitterness is like that. He said, you've got to get it all. And so we, we did our best to get it all, destroyed the plant, and I'm weeding in my flower bed this morning. As I'm weeding, I'm pulling weeds in that same area, and the dirt under, uncovers a root of Johnson grass. I knew it was Johnson grass because, see, its root looked different than the other weeds that were growing in my flower bed. And so I, I took, I took a, my, my weeding utensil, and I dug around it, and, and dug way down deep, as deep as I could get in the hard, hard dirt this time of year. And I picked out as many pieces of that root as I could pick out. You see, bitterness will trouble you. You have to get it all out. And sometimes you... Sometimes you go and you pull it out and you say, okay, I got rid of the bitterness, all right. But you left a little bitty hurt. You left a little bitty piece of that root and it will spring up again. You left just a little bitty attitude 
towards that person. Well, I forgave them, but, but, you see, a root of bitterness springing up will trouble you and defile you. You see, that spot in my garden, that spot in my flower bed is defiled by the Johnson grass. And I made a mental note not to plant anything there permanently until I make sure I got rid of all that root of that Johnson grass. Because it'll trouble me. It will trouble me. Bitterness will cause you to be defiled. Cause you to be defiled. You have to take full responsibility for your sins and quit blaming others. I remember when I was in high school, it became very, very popular to, to say, well, the devil made me do it. Well, the devil made me do it. And you know what? We in Our human nature is always to blame somebody else for our bad response, our bad attitude, our bad whatever. Well, it's, it's their fault. No, it's your fault. You have a choice of what your attitude is going to be. It's your choice. You have to take full responsibility for your sin and quit blaming others. You are responsible for your words and you are responsible for your actions. And it's your choice. Take heed. Follow after peace with all men. Was your choice, your reaction, your thoughts, your words, following peace with all men? Confess all bitterness out of your mouth. Get to the point where you're not afraid to say, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You know, we don't like to admit we're wrong. We like to be right. We like to be right. But you know what? Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. Let's go on. Turn to Psalms 1, uh, excuse me, Psalms 51. Psalms 51, verse 1 through 4. Have mercy upon me, O God according to thy loving kindness. According to the multitudes of thy tender mercy, blot out my transgressions. How many of us have cried out to God for that? We did something wrong, and we want God's forgiveness. We want his mercy. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. 
the psalmist understood sin. Against thee, now listen to this, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. The psalmist said that when we sin, we sin against God. Now I want you to think about something. That person that did whatever they did, and it hurt you, and you are taking it personal. They're sinning against God, not against you. And if you can look at it that way, you can forgive them. Because they didn't do it to you, they did it to God. We don't look at that way, though, do we? We take it personal. You just don't know what they've done to me. They did it to God. They did it to God. Against thee and thee only have I sinned. Bitterness is a sin against God. How do you know when you've forgiven somebody? The bitterness is gone. If you quit thinking about it, learn to trust God. That's how you know. When you confess, Father, I have had a murderous, bitter spirit against so-and-so. You put the name in there. For years. For years. I told you last week how that first Rosh Hashanah, God showed me how I had unforgiveness and a root of bitterness. He didn't, I didn't share that last week, but it, there was a root of bitterness against that fourth grader that I went to school with. There was a root of bitterness against that teacher, that third grade teacher that I hadn't forgiven. Bitterness had grown. I had had a murderous, bitter spirit against that little fourth grader and that third grade teacher. For years. For years. If you can get yourself to honestly look, to honestly say, God, show me Show me the bitterness. Show me the unforgiveness, Father. He'll show you. He'll show you. You have to understand that it's a murderous spirit. (coughs) I remember one time listening to one of Prophet's cassette tapes. 
there was this woman in the church who had unforgiveness toward him. God had dealt with him about it. And God told him, he said, I want you to go to her. I want you to go to her and tell her. Ask her to forgive you for whatever it is that you've done that's caused her to have unforgiveness towards you. And so he went to her house. Now, this was early in his ministry. He went to her house. And he confronted her. He said, I know, I know that you have unforgiveness towards me, and I want, I want to ask your forgiveness for whatever it is that, I, that you, you feel like I've done. And she said, well, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't forgive you. And he reached down and he unbuckled the belt around his, his pants and pulled his belt out. And he handed her his belt. And he said, would whipping me with this belt until you drew blood? He goes, is that what it's going to take for you to forgive? He goes, what is it going to take? Do you have to draw blood? She refused to take the belt. She goes, I don't want to hit you. He says, what is it that you want? I'm coming and asking you to forgive me for whatever it is I've done. What is it going to take for you to forgive? What is it going to take for you to forgive? You have to draw blood. You want to beat him to a pulp? What's it going to take for you to forgive? Bitterness is a murderous spirit. A murderer. It's not a forgiving spirit. It's not a spirit with mercy. Not one of the fruits of the spirit. It's an attribute of the devil. Go to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived, and she bare Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. Now Abel was the keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also bought, brought of the firstling of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel in his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he did not have respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Now, let me explain something to you. What does it take for forgiveness of sins? It takes the shedding of blood. 
God shed the blood of the animal that he created the coat for Adam and Eve after they sinned. Do you understand they'd never seen death until that time? But God shed the blood of that animal to cover their sins. It took a blood sacrifice for forgiveness. They were bringing an offering for forgiveness. Cain's offering was not acknowledged because it was not a blood sacrifice. Abel's was. And the Lord said to Cain, because Cain got angry and his countenance fell. How many, how many of you know you can tell when somebody's angry? Yeah, their countenance, mm-hmm, it changes. The Lord said to Cain, why art thou wroth? Why has your countenance fallen? What's the matter, Cain? What's your problem, Cain? If thou do well, shall thou not be accepted? God says, if you follow the rules and bring a blood sacrifice, won't your sacrifice be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door. You see, Cain was in rebellion against the rule of God. God said a sacrifice was to be a blood sacrifice, just the shedding of blood. Now, the Bible doesn't say that Cain knew that, but obviously he did, because if he didn't, God would have showed him. God, God was expecting him to already know. So therefore, therefore they did know. What do you think Adam and Eve and God talked about in the evening? The weather? No, God was explaining things to Adam. And Adam was passing that on to his family. And obviously God knew that Cain knew. He said, how come you're angry, Cain? You know that you are to bring a blood sacrifice. And you didn't. And you're angry. And he said, your anger, sin lies at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. You see, sin desires take you. Darkness wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. But it is your responsibility to overtake Satan. It is your choice. All it takes is tweaking your attitude. That's all it takes. It's your choice. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field. Just as God had said, the sin light at the door. 
Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he slew him. He murdered him. He rose up and he murdered his brother. When you have bitterness, when you have unforgiveness, sin lies at the door. You are murdering that person in the spirit. You're murdering yourself. You see, Abel had done what God had instructed. But Cain, Cain preconceived. That unforgiveness, that anger against his brother, it built up. It built up in his heart and it grew. It grew until he killed his brother. A murderous, unforgiving, bitter spirit. God doesn't want that for you and I. He didn't want that for Cain. Turn with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. Submit yourself Therefore, to God, resist the devil. You see, that was all the Cain had to do. If he would have submitted himself to God and resisted the devil, he wouldn't have murdered his brother. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I had somebody call me a few weeks back. They were struggling with some things going on with with darkness in their lives. As I listened to him talk about it, I stopped him and I said, hey, so evidently you think that darkness is more powerful than God. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I said, don't you understand that all you have to do is resist it. All you have to do is resist it. You submit to God, but she was submitting to the darkness. You submit to God and you resist the devil. 
And the devil will flee from you. But she had opened the door. And darkness was having a heyday with her. Make complete restitution. Restore whatever it was that was lost or stolen. Can you make complete restitution with those in your life that you have unforgiveness for? It's your choice. It's your choice. You've got to get the attitude that whatever it takes, I'll do it. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I'll do it. Bitterness. Get the bitterness out of your heart. Get every little root and destroy it. Go to Genesis chapter 50. Genesis chapter 50, we're going to start in verse 15. I'm going to read through 21. This is about Joseph. You remember Joseph, right? Joseph's brother sold him into slavery. Took him away from his from his family. Do you think he had opportunity to be bitter? I bet he did. And when Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will pre-adventure hate us. You know why they thought that? Because they had hated him. They understood bitterness and hatred, jealousy. Because they'd had that towards him. They had to have, or they couldn't have sold him into slavery. He was their baby brother. Joseph will pre-adventure hate us and will certainly request us all the evil that we did to him. Joseph going to make us pay for what we did to him. Payback. Daddy's dead, so now Joseph can do whatever he wants. And Joseph had the authority in that kingdom to have done it. And they sent a messenger to Joseph saying, Thy father did command before he died saying, So shall you say to Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of God of thy father. Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Do you know why Joseph cried? Not because daddy had said you got to forgive. No, Joseph cried because he had forgiven them years ago. 
You see, Joseph would have never fulfilled what it was that he was to do in life if he had held on to bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. He he had no unforgiveness towards them. And his daddy knew that too. But they didn't understand it. And he cried because they didn't understand. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said to them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? And I want you to listen to what he said. Am I in the place of God? When you have unforgiveness, when you allow bitterness to grow, you are having, putting yourself in the place of God over that person. He said, am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You see, Joseph said, guess what? Nothing happens by accident. You guys meant it for evil unto me because you had hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness towards me. But God meant it for good. Nothing happens by accident. God meant it for good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear you not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Joseph did not have any unforgiveness or bitterness in his heart. He knew. Nothing happens by accident. He understood it. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter ten. Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse five. Casting down imagination. You understand that his brothers, they didn't cast down imaginations, did they? They decided, hey, daddy's dead. Joseph could kill us. Joseph could make our lives miserable. Casting down imaginations. Joseph could spend all those, you know, he, it, was, it was years. It was years. It was 30 years from the time he'd had the dream until it was fulfilled. It was years. He had years to imagine. If I ever see my brothers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them pay for what they did. But he cast down the imagination. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What does God's word say? Forgive. 
and you'll be forgiven. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. Every thought. Every thought. When you think about that person you have unforgiveness toward, you've got to bring captivity, that thought. Not just your actions, not just what you say, what you think when you think of that person. Bring into captivity every thought. Let's go to Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 2. I'm telling you bitterness. Bitterness is murderous. Bitterness is an attribute of the devil. We are to be like God. We are to be Christ-like. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Remember I said sometimes bitterness takes deliverance? How are you going to do that? This is how you're going to do it. You're not going to do what the world says. The world says pay. Kill them. That's what the world says. But you have to transform yourself. You've got to transform yourself by the renewing of your mind. How are you going to renew your mind? How are you going to change? How are you going to change the way you think? By God's word. By his word. If you have bitterness, if you have unforgiveness, you, go, you, you take these scriptures. You take the one, the story of the of the wicked servant. You you take the scripture that says, forgive me my trespasses as I have forgiven those who trespass against me. You take the scripture that says, God cannot forgive you if you don't forgive your brother. And you begin to, you write them down and you begin to read them. Until what? When that root of bitterness tries to sprout up, you can pull it out. With God's word. You can transform and renew your mind. That you may prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. It's God's will for us to be forgiving and to have mercy on one another. That's his will. Not a root of bitterness. First Corinthians two sixteen. 
1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. If you will get rid of the bitterness, if you will renew your mind with the word, you can begin to think like Yeshua. And what did Yeshua do when he was on the cross? What did he do as those who nailed him to the cross and had beat him, who had ridiculed him? What did he do? Father, forgive him. That is the attribute that we are to have. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now for those who are listening that they'll be honest with themselves. Lord, I know it's so easy. It's so easy to lie to ourselves and say, well, that's not me. Father, I pray that they'll be honest. I pray that they'll look inside and they'll say, God, show me. Show me, show me, show me. And then they'll do what it is that you are demanding of them to do, Father. I want to pray for anyone who's sick. I want you to put your hand wherever it is. In the name of Yeshua. I curse those lying symptoms. And I command the healing. In the mighty name of Yeshua. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Now do something you couldn't do before. I want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. Shalom. Shalom.